You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show, our number duh of the uh, of the show. James Rosen from Newsmax joins us at the bottom of the hour, barring any unforeseen uh, instances. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, on the uh, south lawn of the White House, so we will hopefully talk to him at the bottom of the hour. I always enjoy talking to him. And one is the uh, opinion of uh, this Catherine Herridge firing from CBS. So she was delving into a classified document story about uh, Joe Biden, and uh, CBS fired her along with other 800 other uh, employees because uh, nobody's watching that news anymore. But they were watching Catherine Herridge. They were watching her. And for the first time in a very long time, CBS confiscated all of her personal effects, all of her computers, all of her contacts, everything, and said, uh, we'll decide what you can keep. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah. I think you can you can say probably that uh, she was getting too close to uh, their buddy Joe Biden. If you look at it, I mean, uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, all of them went after Russia collusion, said Russia collusion really happened without any, any, uh, any uh, proof whatsoever that Donald Trump had colluded with Russia. Then it was proven it was to be, to be completely false, by the way. The, the Mueller probe proved that it was not. Here is, uh, here's John Durham being uh, questioned at the end of the Mueller probe. Listen, listen to this. Uh, Mr. Durham, did you see evidence of collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign in 2016? No. So the American public that has been uh, pulled this hopes for years it was just that, a hopes. Is that correct? Our investigation showed that there were a lot of failures in the FBI and how they did this investigation that did yeah. not disclose or reveal information uh, or evidence concerning any conspiracy or collusion between Mr. Trump and Russian authorities. Let's sum it up. Vice President Biden and President Obama knew about it. Hillary fabricated it. The FBI orchestrated it. And the media sold it to the public, and it's still out there. The question is, who watches the watchmen? The FBI has become a Praetorian guard here, yeah, pretty much, protecting yeah. the nation's capital, but not the people of the United States of America. That's true. It's going to be up to us as Republicans, and solely us as Republicans, starting on this Judiciary Committee, to get accountability and to yet, the FBI. Even though we know it was bullcrap, even though we knew the uh, the uh, the networks all lied about it, including CBS, still have not said, hey man, we screwed up. No, uh, they're actually doubling down on it. This is Representative Dan Goldman saying that, that Donald Trump is colluding with Russia in 2024. Not only is there no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden, but it now appears as if the House Republican majority is being used by Russia to <laughs> interfere in the 2024 election on behalf of Donald Trump. If they continue with this investigation, they are simply doing the work of Vladimir Putin yeah, to sure. help Donald Trump win an election in November. Yeah, that that's uh, absolute bullcrap. That is uh, total bullcrap because, uh, A, I told you that Donald Trump is a war as a hawk on defense. America first. That was the last thing that uh, Putin wanted in 2016 because Hillary Clinton had already been bought and paid for. Uranium won anybody. Millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs into the Hillary Clinton Global Initiative. And then when she lost the election, her initiative, the, uh, the Global Initiative, went under. It disappeared completely because she had no more influence to sell. And why would uh, now Vladimir Putin want 
Donald Trump in office because Donald Trump would effectively end the Ukraine-Russia war, which, by the way, Russia is winning right now. Why would Vladimir Putin want Donald Trump in office when he's already winning the war? And he wants to end the conflict altogether. Meaning that Russia's winning, Donald Trump being in office, would end the win. Would end what he is trying to do. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. It never has made any sense. And, and the only thing you need to figure it out is common sense. How about that? Let's go to uh, Deplora Bella in Bridgeville, Delaware. Hello, Deplora Bella. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> Good. Considering, considering the destruction of the Republic. I know. For those Americans who would like to see it restored and who would like to see restitution for the victims of political persecution, ranging from the January 6th victims of the Reichstag fire to the Trump victims of the latest iteration of the coup d'etat against him, we're going to have to think about something very important. Our founding fathers, not our founding trannies, our founding fathers, white Christian men for the most part, gave us a constitution that sets up a balance between change and continuity. They set in place processes by which liberty could be assured, government could be effective, but not overweening, not overbearing, and not oppressive. Unfortunately, from the Jacobins of the French Revolution to the Stalinists, to the Maoists, to the Castroites, to the Venezuelan Marxists, to Xi today, all of these people hate the Constitution, as does our own fifth column, because it interferes with their ability to destroy continuity and rapidly accelerate change. We no longer know what to expect from day to day because the outrages against common sense and sanity have proliferated and become so pervasive that it's impossible to recognize this country from one day to the next. We are putting up with outrageous behavior on the part of our government. President is told you cannot waive student loans. He does it anyway in contravention of the Supreme Court's ruling. We have a government that refuses to uphold law and our sovereignty, so our border is dismissed. We have local politicians and lawyers waging lawfare. And you mentioned a couple of the women earlier today whose melanin, whose pigment functions as uh, Kevlar in protecting (laughs) them as they offend against the society. There's a cookie cutter, a mass production of Bowser, Bow Wow of D.C., Cory Bush, the squad members, Letitia James, Fonnie, Fanny, Double Wide, Willis, and the rest of them, who all have a gigantic chip on their shoulder. They're chosen because they're black women. They do not like men particularly. They certainly do not like white people. And they are out to enrich themselves and build their power base. And the minute you question their corruption and ineptitude, you are hit with the charge of racism. That is soon going to become a badge of honor because it has been so overused and misused. You know, not only couldn't Jesus Christ walk freely in the Holy Land today because the Muslims would kill him, but uh, our founding fathers could not walk freely in our capital uh, without being rounded up and thrown in jail for their uh, being white supremacists or, or domestic terrorists. Here are some of the things we're putting up with. Poor um, girls in a a basketball game, a six-foot-tall bearded player, tranny, pretending to be a woman, hurts members of his own team, 
flings one to the ground. The girl is in agony, and he has no remorse. There is no stigma. There is no shame in using intersectionality to further your own personal agenda. Where are the referees? Where are the coaches? Where are the parents of the girls on that team? And where are the girls themselves with enough smarts to say, you know what? This isn't fair. We're not walking into the lion's den. We'd have to be insane. We're not playing when the game is rigged against us. Where are the people on the police forces saying, we're not being really paid properly. We're told to stand down. We are subjected to horrific offense and even assaults, and we're powerless to protect ourselves unless we want to risk going to jail. You know what? It's time to say goodbye pension and for all of them to take a walk because there is no safety. Criminality is rampant in this country because the criminals control the system, and they are using it to destroy the rest of us, and we are letting them. There are people still walking around out of doors by themselves wearing masks. They are so compliant, they are so submissive, that they invite Biden to tell us that he is a mentally competent human being. How can anyone in their right mind watch or listen to this blundering, blubbering fool, this decrepit, plagiarizing, hey, Claudine Gay, you're not alone, this president who has brought us 50 years of first white racism and now black racism, of a nexus between communists and Islamists to totally, fundamentally transform this government and this country in the words of uh, Obama's third term. And we are putting up with this insanity. When are we going to say you cannot mutilate our children without the knowledge or consent of their parents in hospitals to make money for the drug companies and the surgeons? When are we going to say you cannot teach white children in a classroom that they are oppressors, nor can you teach children of color that they are victims? You cannot do this. These are our children. When are we going to take these multi-hair-colored, multi-yokes through their noses and pierced (laughs) ugly, hideous, crazy teachers out of the classroom, confine them to insane asylums, or let them live with the homeless who are their brethren all, all over the streets of our cities, and save our children from this madness. They are being indoctrinated. This is part of the long march through the institutions, but it has accelerated. And the pace of change is so rapid that we can no longer assume that we have any rights that due process exists, that two plus two still equals four, and that we have a right to say, no, enough of the madness. I am not going to be a party to the deconstruction of my own society. This Uh, is war on uh, Western civilization. uh, Deplorabella. Can I just tell you right now, if you are on stage at CPAC right now uh, and you just wrapped up your speech, everybody in the frickin' room would be on their feet. That was absolutely one of the best phone calls I've ever gotten. I don't know what you know, how you know it, uh, but I'm going to tell you something. You nailed every single point absolutely beautifully. You take your time. You've you've done your research. You, you have common sense. I mean, wow. Honestly, Wow, on the phone call. What what do you do for a living? Because you need to be on stage. You need to be sharing. You're, you're just unreal. 
That was spectacular. How long have you been preparing that? Or was that just you riffing? No, I just, I just did that. Oh, my and God! That, the more I was listening to your comments on the time that I was waiting, the more arguments I was adding to my arsenal. Oh, my there is a God! total litany of, of, uh, of grievances against this crew. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I just texted Ken, my producer, while I was listening to you, and I took time to listen to you, and I said, Ken, save this call. You are what the country needs. You, Deplorabella, you are exactly what, you are saying what is in the hearts of millions and millions of people, and all you need is an outlet, and, and all you need is something to catch the people on fire to turn this around. And they are, okay? They are. They just are wondering what to do about it. Go ahead. I would share some of that with you, but I'm loath to do it um, publicly. I prefer to speak to you privately about my my background and my experiences and my time doing public speaking and what I'm prepared to do in the future. But uh, you do know, um, you do know my son. Uh, and I won't mention his name either. All right. All right. What I'm going to do, Deplorabella, is I'm going to have you get in touch with Brian. Brian, hold on to Deplorabella's uh, phone number. That was, honestly, uh, well, well, well said. Well, Thank well, you. well said. Thank you. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, you know, you've, you've heard me talk about, you know, women on Capitol Hill. I don't want to make this into your gender. But, but you know what? The, the, some of the best, the, the most powerful people speaking right now for the country are, with, with the most balls to say things, are people who weren't born with them. And you covered everything there, Deplorabella. You covered it all. And, you, and I mean, honestly, you encapsulated all of the nonsense that I've been talking about for for years, and the and the feelings that America has, and I'm going to tell you that was that was absolutely rock star. That was really good, and I thank you for calling. Hold on, and I want you to get you in touch with Brian, and I want to talk further because uh, yeah. that is a phone call I'm going to be sharing again because, I mean, because wow, yeah, you don't know every day you wake up, and, and this is why I said you need to be focused as the founders, focused as the founders. All of this other stuff, focus on the border, focus on the vote, focus on the important stuff that will save our country because they're trying to destroy it, and. She just nailed it. Whoa! Definitely going to have to save this podcast. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. The Rob Carson Show podcast is everywhere. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen for details. Remember what I uh, exposed to you where the word disinformation came from? is Joseph Stalin, 1923. Well, the reason why the left is calling Donald Trump a dictator is by plan two. I've got details on that coming up. Have you ordered your emergency medical kit from uh, the wellness company yet? Uh, for instance, one of the things you might need, bite wounds. You know, if you, if you have a, you're near, you're near commander, the dog that should be honestly put down. Seriously, what the hell? Uh, you got amoxicillin, one of those, uh, those hard-to-get in times of crisis uh, antibiotics. That's for dog bites. Might want to need that in the White House. COVID nineteen, other other medicines in this uh, in this kit can handle uh, nausea and vomiting, pneumonia, uh, sinusitis, skin infection, strep throat, all of these. And uh, you know, if the supply chain is down or the summer of 2020, 2020 returns, which inevitably it will, although I don't think it's going to happen like that because there are too many people who ain't going to I'm going to take it. You might want to get one of these emergency medical kits. So all you got to do is go to the Wellness Company website and use my code CARSON, and you can save 10% on this emergency medical kit, including uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. So just go to twc.health slash CARSON 
TWC dot health. Okay, remember that. Slash Carson. And you can get this medical kit. I have mine right here in the studio with me. And we've got a travel kit in my in my Bronco Buck. There you go. TWC.health slash Carson. So Mike Menz uh, did an interview uh, a few weeks ago with Tucker Carlson about the, uh, the uh, censorship industrial complex. And uh, yesterday he was out talking about why do you suppose that Donald Trump is being called a dictator? Uh, is it just because, you know, the word dictator is bad or is it a plan that has been used before? You know, this attack on democracy, dictator, authoritarian thing. And especially this framing of it being the last election if we don't yes. stop it. Now, Listen. you have to recognize the trick here Listen. and go all the way back to the beginning. The framing techniques they're using right now are the same ones used in 1948 at the very dawn of the creation of the Central Intelligence Agency to create a predicate for dirty tricks. I'll talk about what those dirty tricks are going to be. Yes. So it was a predicate used to establish a protocol around doing things that you're not normally allowed to do in an election cycle if yes. someone poses an existential ah. threat to you know, the, the, the system of, of governance that they call democracy. Yes, this is why they say that uh, if Donald Trump is elected, it'll be the end of democracy, even though we're witnessing right now with Joe Biden as the president. Do you get it now? So you had this these blob creatures in charge of these destabilization plans. We know that the same way these kind of destabilization protests to shut down the ability to govern are done by our national security state abroad, it happened to have an identical structure in 2020, yeah. and it was all done on this predicate that if we don't stop this now, if this man, even even if he wins fair and square, yeah. the country won't be normal after. Uh -huh. you know, there will be the last election ever. The same yeah. phrasing they used to justify rigging the Italian election in 1948. This is the predicate to set up those same Department of Dirty Tricks again. Absolutely, and they did it in 2020, and they're going to try and do it again. Now, we saw this happen in 2020. What? For example, the Transition Integrity Project, mm -hmm. which was this... Uh, you know, 65 person, hugely influential group of people. Like who? This included Donna Brazil, ah. the former head of, of the DNC, mm -hmm. Michael Steele, the ah. former head of the RNC. So nice. The two most recent heads of both major political parties. Yes. As well as about 60 some officials from the Department of Defense, the Department of State, the intelligence community, and then other cluster networks around everything from journalism to uh, to to champions of industry. And they had a role play simulation about how to overturn the 2020 election. Huh. This is in June 2020, five months before the election happened, yeah. about how they could overturn the election if Trump won to save democracy and make sure that he would not be able to have a second term. And it's kind of interesting, isn't it? And when he did get elected, they had a plan, too, for his presidency when he won. And that was to do everything they could to take it down or to slow his administration's progress. And he was able to get a lot of things done despite the CIA being involved, the FBI being involved. I could go on and on and on. The enemies of our country live in Washington, D.C., all right? They are in control of our country uh, to a large degree. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. A lot of the times we think about bettering ourselves, we think of going on a diet, exercising. What about your brain? I'm kind of tired of scrolling through TV shows, finding nothing but mind-numbing content. That's why I decided to take a course from Hillsdale College. 
You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories of the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses available for free. That's right, free. I personally recommend you sign up for American citizenship and it's declined with Victor Davis Hanson. I think you know how I feel about Victor Davis Hanson. He is marvelous. In this eight-lecture course, Dr. Hanson explores the history of citizenship in the West, threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. Right now, you can go to hillsdale.edu slash newsmax to start. Go to hillsdale.edu slash newsmax. It's free. It's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash newsmax. Hillsdale.edu slash newsmax. I was just looking at uh, LinkedIn. I do have a profile on LinkedIn. I get a lot of, uh, it's kind of odd, I get a lot of play on, on LinkedIn of all places. I generally uh, try to be inspirational, post a podcast or whatever. But uh, uh, Kyle Reyes uh, voted this uh, video and it says, there's nothing suspicious about a group of Syrian illegal immigrants walking across the U.S. border wearing 511 tactical gear, right? Uh, here is the uh, audio. Where are you from? Syria. Syria? Syria. Ah, what's your name? Milad. Milad? Why did you come to the U.S.? Uh, why coming to U.S.? No? No English. Okay. No English. Where are you from? From Syria. Syria? English? So-so. Why are you coming to the U.S.? Why come? Because we, uh, we love America. Sure you do. And uh, we need uh, a nice style, a nice life. Yeah. Uh, coming for jobs? Yeah, a nice job, a nice, uh, because uh, our country uh, 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 very weird. Very weird, yeah. Very weird is what it is. Sure. Why, where'd you get the garb, man? Where'd you get the military garb there? Yeah. Uh, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows something up and something needs to be done. It is ridiculous. It is absurd and it is obscene. That we have an open southern border and we have a president of the United States who is more concerned about canceling student debt for people who overpaid for an education they can't get a good job for while the American people are suffering. It is beyond tone deaf. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I would say it's laughable. There's nothing to laugh about, though. It's ridiculous. Ultimately ridiculous. Uh, Alina Habba was on TV last night to talk about the uh, Letitia James uh, verdict against Donald Trump. And Letitia James says she's going to confiscate uh, uh, Donald Trump's buildings. Uh, you, she's just trying to start a fire. She's, she's, going, she's trying to start a fire. Uh, they're trying to push us so far that we have to do something. That's what the left is trying to do right now. Uh, ultimately, they would like to see Donald Trump in prison because they know a million people would surround that prison and they would they would tear down the doors because we've had enough of it. We've had enough of it. We've had enough of this this administration. We've had enough of, enough of the lies. We've had enough of the southern border. We've had enough of, of people in being in, in the January the 6th prison for a thousand days without uh, any trial at all. And, and two of them, two of them, uh, we've got uh, Jake Lang and Ryan Samsel. They were a Tuesday at 4 o'clock in the morning. They were chained and shackled and taken, thrown on a bus, taken away. No information provided to their counsel whatsoever. Not one 
a little bit. Jake is still waiting for his trial. They're telling him he should plead guilty and all this, but he's saying, no, I won't. Lang's attorney is Stephen Metcalf. I don't know where Jake is, where he was transferred, but honestly, after a thousand days in prison without a trial, are you out of your freaking minds? Out of your minds. He says that the message I got was he was taken out of his cell at 5 this morning. I called every person, U.S. Marshal, Supervisor Brown, a D.C. Jail Warden Secretary. I got zero answers. Zero answers. When, whenever uh, one of these January the 6th protesters uh, is, uh, is transferred, Metcalf says, uh, it gets to... Um, I'm trying to develop a case with Jake. Every time we get something, he gets torpedoes. Every single time that I get into a comfortable situation and Jake gets comfortable, he gets moved, and his legal documents get confiscated, I have to constantly start at ground zero. Tale of two cities. Bourgeois proletariat, Bastille. Never ends well for those in power. Here is uh, Alina Haba talking about the uh, the case against Donald Trump, Letitia James brought, where there was no victim, where the, the clients of Donald Trump literally wanted more business from him. She did the Stalinist tactic of show me the man, I'll show you the crime, just like Joe Biden did with the raiding of Mar-a-Lago. Here is Alina Haba. When you go to a bank and you have a sophisticated lender like Deutsche Bank, or you have an insurance carrier like Zurich, who still works with the Trump organization, by the way. <laughs> and they go and you say, hey, this is what I think my property is worth. Do you think Deutsche Bank takes your value, does no, no recognizance, no research, no due diligence at all, and just hands you a loan? Letitia James is an evil person. Uh, unlike Fonnie Willis, I don't think Letitia James is an idiot. But she's an evil person. Uh, this is her first office that she's been elected to. And she promised she was just going to go after Donald Trump. And and she screwed the pooch as far as business owners in, in uh, New York. Nobody who's worth their salt, who's ever done any business with Donald Trump, or or, or uh, walked among the, uh, the, the pillars of uh, the uh, corporate community in, uh, in New York City, nobody is celebrating this. They're going, holy crap, look what they just did. They are gonna. They're gonna charge him three hundred fifty-five million dollars. She's going to like Hugo Chavez confiscate his buildings if he can't come up with the money, because they expect all of the money and interest to be put up so he can appeal the crooked verdict from the crooked judge. And they're going. If they can make four hundred whatever million dollars from Donald Trump, then they sure as hell can come after me. That's what they're saying. Here's some more from uh, Alina Haba. So that's how they feel they had a right to come in under a consumer fraud statute that's never been used in this way and butt their nose into two private, sophisticated individuals in a contract that has never been breached. No loan default, no uh, loss of money, no victims, no damages. Yeah. It's the same thing with uh, raiding Mar-a-Lago. Uh, the, the Secret Service, the FBI came to Mar-a-Lago in February before they raided Mar-a-Lago. The, Donald Trump showed them the documents. They said, hey, man, just put a lock on it. That's cool. Uh, went back to D.C., decided to do an unannounced raid with 80 members of the FBI with their assault weapons, uh, even though the Secret Service is in charge at Mar-a-Lago, told the uh, Alina Haba, who was there at the time, everybody out of the building, turn off your surveillance cameras. It should be fairly stinking obvious. 
because there's no doubting it. Alina Haba. One more soundbite from Alina Haba. She's very well-spoken. So, yeah. so the money. So it goes to her office. So she gets to do with it what she wants. I mean, I, I assume so. It's definitely not going to pay back all the taxpayers that wasted three years on going after the Trump organization for doing nothing wrong. It's outrageous to be accused of something you didn't do and then be sent judgments that are completely outlandish is despicable and i urge any human being who's in that position to sit through a trial where a judge is clearly biased and not be upset about the situation personally my my carol case the other case i think the world would have been outraged absolutely it's the fbi puppet show with our special guest star christopher ray yay the fbi is corrupt promote election theft they do Joe Biden's bidding because they're puppets for the left. Boom, boom, boom. They targeted Donald Trump. Yeah, they did. Durham's report will show the FBI is crooked and these puppets need to go. Comey and Lisa Page, <laughs> her boyfriend Peter Strzok. Russian collusion garbage from these puppets was a crock. Why were there no indictments? They found a smoking gun. They covered up for Sleepy Joe and his crooked son. Come on, animal. It's time that we clean house. Disband the FBI. It's time that they're all fired. Why were they ever hired? It's time that they're all fired from the most deplorable, oh so horrible, quite immorable, unadorable FBI. is Biden's puppet show. Hello. <laughs> it's Jim Cossett. A little throwback for you, Gen Xers who remember the Muppet Show on Wednesday nights. Yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, it was my favorite show, the Muppet Show, because it was the, the night my dad worked late. He'd work till ten o'clock on Wednesday night, so I had the TV, could watch the Muppet Show. <laughs> Morgan Mitty, I don't know if Morgan Mitty was on that night, but you know, and then the Jeffersons, and then, uh, and then uh, let me see what else, uh, what's happening, and uh, let's see what, <laughs> all in the family, all that stuff, man. That was good TV. That was pretty good TV. Pretty good TV. So, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the Democrats are cackling because a whistleblower, they busted a whistleblower because his 1023 form was fabricated. And uh, it was the one that said that Joe Biden got uh, $5 million. Hunter got $5 million from uh, uh, the uh, the Ukrainian government because of uh, Hunter Biden's position on the uh, board of Burisma. And apparently the $5 million, $5 million wasn't true. And so Jamie Raskin is saying, okay, and, and here's, here's the deal. Uh, they had no intention of going after this whistleblower. Uh, they they went after this whistleblower when the uh, when the impeachment you know started getting hot and heavy. So they they whipped this out at the last moment to try to distract from all of the mountains of evidence against Joe Biden. It was a nice try. Don't get me wrong, it's a nice try. But if you look at like whistleblowers, for instance, the whistleblower who blew the whistle, who overheard the phone call uh, Donald Trump made to the president of Ukraine uh, at the beginning of his presidency, uh, nobody had any problem with that, even though. No, uh, Russia collusion was completely disproven in the impeachment. So nobody cares about that whistleblower's line of bullcrap. And by the way, this uh, this whistleblower, Smirnoff, was a uh, an FBI confidential uh, resource for years, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. And even old old Jamie Rasshole, I'm sorry, Raskin, Raskin said he was credible. Yeah. Does he also describe his sources being highly credible as someone that has been paid? 
six figures for the information that they've been able to provide the Bureau through the years. Would you say that that is accurate in your impression as well? Yeah, there's a confidential human source that the FBI works with who has proven to be very credible who reported a conversation with someone else. There you go. So he said the FBI uh, informant was completely, uh, you know, dependable. They had paid this person, this person, but they were able to find something that they could hang their hat on. And they had their talking points ready and they went to the mainstream media and they said, oh, yeah, this case is worthless now. No, not so much. Not so much. This is uh, Representative Andy Biggs last night with Rob Schmidt on Newsmax. The media just wants to focus, focus on Smirnoff, but there is so much other evidence of Ukraine corruption between yeah, the is. Biden family and Lots Joe Biden it. himself directly. But don't forget. This- oh, I don't know why that played that. That was kind of bizarre. Uh, here is Jamie Russell. Sorry, Raskin. I always get those screwed up. Here is uh, Jamie Raskin uh, talking about the informant that they believed in until, you know, uh, Joe Biden started to get in real trouble and they needed an excuse to end the impeachment inquiry. Hello, everyone. I wanted to just start by restating the obvious, which is... By the way, Jamie Raskin is a scumbag supreme. Honestly, scumbag supreme. Filthy, wretched, awful person. That the impeachment investigation... Um, essentially ended yesterday in such nice try substance if not in form with the explosive revelation explosive that mr. Smirnoff's uh, allegations about Ukrainian Burisma payments to Joe Biden were uh, concocted uh, along with Russia this was their um, their uh, what's a poison pill they, they thought it was a poison pill it's not, because there are mountains of evidence, tens of millions of dollars, countless emails, surnames to cover up uh, identities, uh, LLCs to launder money, massive payments with no paperwork. You get it. Here's Jim uh, Jordan. They told us if, if we don't, uh, when we wanted to see the 1023, said this could jeopardize national security, the safety of this confidential human source. You can't know his name. They didn't want to show it to us. Then they finally did. I mean, this is a guy they paid, I think, since 2010. So 14 years they've been paying this guy. Um, and he's a trusted years. source. And now we find out. Either. Plus, I think there's sort of the, you know, when Christopher Steele. 14 years. Lied to the FBI about uh, President Trump. Oh, yeah, the Christopher Steele thing. Yeah. He gets paid more. Oh, yeah. When Smirnoff lies to the FBI about President Biden, no, oh, he gets indicted. I mean, go figure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't change the, the fundamental facts. It doesn't change the facts. It does change the facts. It does change the facts. I'm from CBS or something. The facts. Those are not, those are not true. The four things I just said, they're absolutely true. But the did, did, did Hunter Biden get put on the board of Burisma? Yes. Was he paid a million dollars a year? Yes. Did Joe Biden condition the release of tax money uh, uh, for the firing of the prosecutor who was applying the pressure? Yes. All, those, all four of those things are facts. Absolutely. Um, regardless of what the confidential human source may or may not have said. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Nice try with your little poison pill. Didn't work. The man is still corrupt and everybody knows it. And that's why, by the way, most voters believe Joe Biden personally profited from Hunter Biden's shady business dealings. They weren't Hunter's. They were his. Uh, you know, all that Hunter was was a bag man. All that Jim was was a bag man, although he was more involved. Uh, results of the poll show, this is an Economist YouGov poll, released Wednesday, showed that a whopping 53% of registered voters believe the president personally profited from his son's overseas business ventures. This includes about 44% of Democrats. That's why they came up 
with this bull crap about the 1023 form with an otherwise completely flawless FBI whistleblower for 14 years. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. You want to know how I got diagnosed with sleep apnea? Years ago, I had a sleep apnea test because, you know, I snore, right? And um, I've lost a lot of weight. I stopped uh, drinking a few years ago, which, by the way, cured my, uh, a couple of things, depression and also uh, acid reflux. It's kind of cool. Um, but uh, but uh, I'm like, what the hell? Why? The, the, the other day, I, I plugged the phone into the, the bedroom. I normally keep in the other room when I sleep. And... Uh, I leave in the bedroom, sleeping with my wife, and uh, the next day I get all sorts of these, uh, you know, uh, notices about mouthpieces for sleep apnea, and uh, you know, and then all these pop-ups on all of them on Instagram, on Facebook, and everything, everything. It's all about sleep apnea. I'm not talking about sleep apnea. And and the only thing I can reason, and you probably uh, will uh, concur, is, and and I believe my uh, my boss uh, Lee, he said, uh, well, it's maybe AI, and it's affiliated with your phone. And, and, and I believe that. I believe my phone, it listens to you all the time. You talk about dog treats. All of a sudden, uh, dog treats will show up on everything. It's kind of frightening when you think about it. It's terrifying. Because all of your Alexas and everything are listening to every freaking word you're saying. They are. They're listening to you. And every time you do any, just think about that. Think about the Truman Show. That's where we are right now. If you've got an Alexa in your room, look at it. I say the word, and she pops up, starts, you know, listening. But whenever you say anything, you need anything, honey, get some milk, all of a sudden, you'll get ads from Aldi. It really is pretty freaking scary. Uh, I know that I have a snoring problem. I am seeking treatment for apnea, but I just wanted to share that story because it's kind of it's, it's terrifying. By the way, just saw this, uh, this piece about uh, things you can do to uh, Tyler Durden posted this online things that can dramatically increase the uh, the time you're going to be spending on the planet and i think it's kind of interesting and it's not a big surprise being physically active lowered the risk of death among the sample population by the most 46 percent okay early death they recommend 150 minutes of moderate ex- exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise per week i go to the gym three times a week work about 45 minutes so that's 120 Way ahead of the game, been going to the gym since I was 21 years old. Although, you know, went to hell for a little while while I was selling cars. Never smoking, shaved another 30% off risk of dying. Uh, Binge drinking, get rid of it. Obviously getting restorative sleep. Yep, seven to nine hours if you can. I did morning radio forever and got about four. Could be expected to lead to mortality rates by 18 to 19%. So uh, there you go. So you, uh, you know, you work out, not a big surprise. You uh, get lots of rest. Uh, you got your good. Uh, get rid of the binge drinking, all that. Eat healthy. Does any, is anyone surprised? <laughs> is anyone surprised? Uh, today is my gym day, and, uh, and I've been going solid for two years. I've been going for a long time, but solid for two years. Two years ago, I mentioned this the other day. I posted the video. I, I, I did a push-ups about seven years ago, and I did like five. And I was like, crap. And I sold cars, and I, you know, everything went. The wheels fell off, and I got fat. And, you know, the, the pillars of my life, mental, physical, spiritual, all went into the toilet. Got them all back. Decided I'd do push-ups the other day after working out where I pushed about, uh, about 10,000 pounds. Because that's what I do in a workout. You'd be like, oh, man, there's no way you're 58 years old. 
and I decided I'd do push-ups, and I stopped at 25 because of time. I didn't want the, the, the video to be too long when I'm putting it on Instagram. But I'm going to do it again. I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to try it again, see what I can do. If I were able to do 25 without even a shortness of breath, I think I can do 40 or 50. We will see. But I just want to, you know, show you it's possible. It's possible to come back from, you know, nothing. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Wide web. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. Last hour, by the way. Uh, check out the podcast today and every day, will ya? It's um, we basically take the show every day and condense it into two commercial-free segments, and uh, we put them up separately. Uh, Ken, my producer, Redneck MacGyver, he does it every day, and it's amazing. And today, you'll hear the call earlier from Deplora Bella from uh, Bridgeville, uh, Delaware, and she was just spectacular. It was about a five-minute phone call. I just let her riff. And, and she encapsulated everything. I mean, everything. All of the nonsense that we're going through every day we wake up and we wonder what the hell is going on. And every day something so extreme happens in the news, we forget what happened last week. You know, Fawny Willis is facing 22 charges, by the way. You know, these things that we forget. Joe Biden, uh, you know, <clears throat> we know that uh, with, the, with regard to the classified documents that Robert Hur said that the man is so mentally infirmed he could never stand trial because his brain is gone. That happened a week ago. Nobody's talking about it today. They're trying to rebuild his brain. I guess, and make us believe that somehow he is uh, <clears throat> cognitively able to be president. But we don't forget. We don't forget. But truly, every day of the news cycle, I mean, I, I get up every day and I have to educate myself about some new nonsense that they're throwing at us, whether it be this Smirnoff, the, uh, the story about this Smirnoff, this whistleblower, suddenly being thrown under the bus by the Democrats because it got too close to the truth, I guess, and they were looking for an excuse to uh, take down this uh, impeachment of Joe Biden, uh, which isn't going to happen because there's so much evidence and everybody in America knows that Joe Biden and his family are gigantically corrupt. There's no doubt about it. He's the most corrupt president in the history of the United States, and everybody knows it. Do you know why? Because we're not stupid. That's why. So you just have to stay focused as the founders. You just have to stay focused on what's important, our border, our security. Uh, definitely uh, having our ire up all the time, being aware of everything that is going on and being ready to fight should something happen that is going to affect the future of our republic. That's it. We are the Minutemen of the new generation. The Minutemen of this generation are all colors, all ilks and sexes, and there are only two of them. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak. Hello there, Sean. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind, bro? Uh, greetings from West Libtardia. Ah, uh, Libtardia. <laughs> uh, with the truckers, uh, and uh, actually with Israel and Hamas, there's an old term that comes up that hasn't been used much, but it's forcing your hand, that's when you have to act, you have to do something that you don't want to do, but your other choice is to allow the other side to cripple and kill you. And, yeah. the, and the truckers really didn't want to do this, but what's happening in New York City is just, it's just allowing them to cripple the truckers. Well, Sean, um, yeah. we, you're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, the federal government is intentionally not giving us any choice. That's what they're trying to do. They're, they're goading us into some sort of fight. 
this is why they're they're uh, you know following our social media, uh, going after the banks to find out purchases, particularly with regard to guns. This is why they're going after uh, you know uh, Catholics, uh, traditional Catholics. That started after Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, and so yeah, you're right. They are they they want to leave us only one uh, one uh, outlet to do what we need to do to turn the country around, and there's they're waiting to dive on us when we do that. And so I say we tread lightly, we stay very focused, and we say no, hell no to them. And I think the trucker strike is one way to do it. And do you notice the media isn't covering it at all? It shouldn't come as a a big surprise to you. We're not getting a lot of updates on it. I'm sure that a lot of social media is being tamped down on it. But uh, as of, uh, uh, I think it was Monday night, there were 24,000 truckers who'd signed on to do it. So uh, as far as getting any news reports of, uh, of the store shelves uh, emptying out in New York City, I wouldn't look for that anytime soon. As far as any news reports of the truckers who said that they are going to boycott New York City, don't, certainly don't expect it on CBS or ABC or NBC or CNN or MSNBC. They're not going to cover it. They're going to do the same thing they did when the truckers went to Washington, D.C. the last time. And the, and the, the, uh, the, uh, the D.C. police wouldn't let them exit. And so they they're, they're, they couldn't even go into like the truckers did in Ottawa, and the and the and the government went after them, and, and it was determined that the government was unconstitutional, but you couldn't even do that in the United States of America. It's remarkable. And this, by the way, after a fraudulent election, everybody knows that the CIA and the FBI was involved in the 2020 election. Donald Trump suggested we bring in National Guard for Jan. 6, and the only time the National Guard came in was after. And they stayed there for a year to keep people from gathering to protest what they did to us in 2020, among other things, and the January the 6th uprising. So uh, you're right, man. They are leaving us uh, only one response, and that is, well, there are several, but they're pushing us towards one. But I do appreciate your uh, phone. You know, I haven't played my Truckers theme song today. This is uh, this is a Jim Gossett, by the way. We got a great video up for it. Uh, and a friend, Mark uh, Frank Marchant, put the video together. You can go to my Rumble channel at Rob Carson Show or my other social media at Rob Carson Show. But here it is. Don't buy another oh, two. Oh, I got a commercial. Of course, it's on Rumble. So I'm going to play it off of Rumble here. So we'll go past the commercial. Here it is. Ah, and there's another commercial. It is, it is this funny. This is, uh, this is wrong. I could just play it off my computer, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. Here Carson Show. There it is, right here. They're going to start refusing loans in New York City starting on Monday. All right? Yeah, Breaker 1-9, this here is the bag of duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Yeah, we're making this little detour past the Big Apple, if you know what I mean, good buddy. Yeah, we definitely got the front door. Mercy's sakes alive. Looks like we got us a Trump convoy. Truck drivers are mad because it's really sad what New York did to Trump. So we got together, held bent for leather, and vowed to stay out of that dump. New York will never see my rig. I'm staying out of that town. It's a safe bet that we won't go back to the James goes down. We got a great big convoy joining our boycott. New York City will never see anything we got. Come on and join our convoy, let's make New York pay. Come on! We won't drive our truck there, we're gonna stay away. Convoy. We'll get you on the flip-flop, Big Ben, this here's the maggot duck, over and out. New York was already a loser state. I would never 
invest in New York. There you go. That is the uh, brand new uh, version of C.W. McCall's Convoy, uh, done brilliantly by Jim Gossett, of course. Absolutely. Saying no has done a lot. Saying no did a lot to Disney. Saying no did a lot to Bud Light. Saying no did a lot to exposing CRT in schools. Saying no did a lot for the state of Virginia with regard to CRT and and nonsense in schools. Uh, Saying no is working on this transgender nonsense, although we have a way to go. We have to make a noise that is so large and so unavoidable that they have to realize if they continue their, their course leftward that they are going to suffer enormous losses. The people in power are going to suffer enormous losses because I'm going to tell you, we will not live under the yoke of this after November. It's not going to happen. They're going to try and steal this election. If there is a hint of stealing the election, it will be the country will explode. That's all I'm going to tell you. The, the abuses and usurpations of this administration and this federal government have been worse than anything that the founding fathers ever dreamed of like the censorship industrial complex, like the literal creation of Department of Disinformation in the DHS, the same organization that has destroyed our border and let tens of millions of illegals come into our country, tens of thousands of fentanyl deaths have accompanied that. They are poisonings from China, and they're leaving us little choice. So we say no. And we say we are not going to be governable. It, it worked on that idiotic bill they pushed through the Senate that had $20 billion to basically make the southern border crisis permanent. We said no to that, even though Mitch McConnell and John Kennedy signed on to it, and he's got to answer that. John Kennedy, your little quote, colloquialisms ain't going to work when you stab people in the back like that. And I like you, man. I, I play your audio all the time. You've been remarkably silent the last few days. I wonder why that is. Because we thought you were one of us, and you pulled that crap on us? I I will look at everything he says now suspect, because I don't get any action out of him. I get a whole lot of verbiage. But we screamed, and we stopped it. And then they tried it again. They just tried it without anything associated with the border. And they sent it to the House, and the House said, we're not going to vote on it. And then Joe Biden, he put together this idiotic video. Let me check out this here. Yeah, this is Joe Biden. He put together this idiotic video. It looks like it was, it looks like it was put together by, um, uh, I guess, uh, a high school student. There's like 50 edits in this thing. And, and it's nonsensical because he's so desperate about getting this money to Ukraine. He's, he's so desperate to get this money to Ukraine without saying a word about the border, although he's talking about reversing some policies and stemming the flow until the election. That's what he wants to do, all right? That when he gets, to, he gets you know, if he won and he's not going to win, they would uh, open the border again and fuel prices would go through the ceiling because he's going to double down on that. He's going to double down on that. Here is the president's new video he put out. An attack on one is an attack on all. That's what NATO's Article 5 says. It's um, a, Ukraine is not a NATO member. A simple but powerful concept, and it embodies why one of America's greatest sources of strength is our alliances. They're not only important to us, they're important to the rest of the world. Yeah, you know what? Our you alliance with Ukraine never existed before you were the president. In the entire history of NATO, Article 5 has only been invoked once to stand with the United States of America. After we were attacked on 9-11. Yeah, you know what? We don't uh, believe you anymore. You, uh, you are just the uh, nonsensical ramblings of a senile old man. 
Honestly. Let's go to George in Towson. Hello there, George in Towson. How you doing today? What's going on your mind? How you doing there, Rob? Good, buddy. I listen every day. Listen every day. I want to talk about the lying of the Democrat Party. But I yes, first sir. want to say, listen, I, I listen all the time. You, we know you can't replace Rush Limbaugh, but you are right up there, my friend. You are Thank on you, target every day. Thank Since you. your road trip, you've been on fire. Don't go changing. You're on top of it. It's awesome. Thank you, bro. Second of all, I want to say the deplorabella phone call, I'm on the floor still of that, that phone call. I've listened to radio for a long time. I've never heard a call like that. The world, the country, everybody needs to hear that phone call. All right. I need to, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, text Ken. We're going to play that phone call before the end of the show. Uh, That's amazing. And all. Also, I want to talk quickly about the lying real fast. The last time I called about four months ago, I went through a list of everything the Democrats are lying about, which is basically everything. I can't say climate change because I'm not a scientist, so I'll leave that out for now. I suspect they are lying. This Jamie Raskin has emerged as the Democrats' top liar. He's out of Maryland. Oh, yeah, I know he is. Bad, bad apple, and you are right about this guy. He, He blows Adam Schiff away. Yeah. And you know what's really disgusting about this man? Because I literally, you know, he, he's, he literally is a cancer survivor, right? And usually when you go through something like that, you, you, you become introspective. You maybe get, regain, uh, you know, uh, uh, something that would change your life. Like I had a heart attack when I was 32 years old. I had strep throat, I threw, and it changed my life. I gave God uh, the credit for saving my life, and I, and I wanted to become a better person because of it, you know? Uh, I had, you know, I was, uh, uh, went through and, and I, and I overcome addiction. I had a miracle happen in my life. And, and all I do is live every day for truth and joy. That's what I do. Jamie Raskin doubled down on Satan. He, he did. He's a, he's a lying sack of crap. He really is an awful, awful human being. He lies right into your face. He's a terrible human being. It's crazy that, that anybody, I know people who support him. Uh, it is. Uh, he is a disgusting human being, and normally, don't you, you don't name call, don't call people like that. I call them as they see him, and Jamie Raskin is a miserable, wretched human being. He doesn't bring any good to anything he does for the American people. He is a swamp-dwelling, scum-sucking, you know, whatever. There you go. Right, How's that? <laughs> All right, brother, have a good one. I, I love, I love, I love uh, being on WCBM and Balmer. That's my crown jewel of all of our affiliates because it's in Baltimore, and I love me some Baltimore. I uh, lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. I went to Baltimore to see baseball and football games and eat because <laughs> I love it. All right, let's take a break and come back. We've got much more. I want to get into the, uh, uh, how the uh, Democrats are slapping around people with regard to illegal immigration, and, uh, and it's not getting better. People are angry in New York City and Chicago, and it's coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is not an EV, and it never will be. Fine, they're commuter cars. They always will be. They ain't going to be muscle cars. I mean, they go fast. They're like little track slot cars, those little electric cars. Remember those? That's what they are, but uh, then it gets cold and they don't run. So, <laughs> uh, Eric Adams, mayor of New York, 
uh, says that uh, they're cutting aid to the migrants because people are so pissed off because literally uh, uh, the migrants are stepping over the bodies of uh, homeless New Yorkers to get to their five-star accommodations and their $1,000 a month gift cards. Yeah, people are beyond uh, ticked off. And, uh, and uh, not only are they uh, Trump supporters with the uh, pitchforks of the torches, it's a whole lot of black people and Hispanic people. They're all really disgusted by what uh, their mayors of color are doing to their community. Oh, that, that character in Django, uh, Samuel L.'s character. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, I guess. That's usually what they call conservatives, right? You know? Uh, that's what they call Republicans who are black. Democrat Mayor uh, Eric Adams, they're going to they're gonna cut the, the funding to the migrants by 10%. 10%, yeah. Adams are reportedly cutting, uh, was going to cut 20%, uh, but <clears throat> they've decided that they are going to, uh, they're going to do 10% is what they're going to cut it. Uh, black Chicago would slam uh, Mayor Johnson for replacing them with migrants, demanding reparations carve out on 6000 a year property taxes that whites, Asians, and Hispanics would still have to pay. That's not the way to do it, by the way. But they want black people to not have to pay their property taxes on their homes in Chicago, which is confiscatory as usual. Chicago activists bashing Mayor Brandon Johnson for trying to replace blacks with migrants, demanding an exemption from the 6000 a year property taxes that other groups still have to pay. That's 500 bucks a month. That's a car payment, kids. Just for living in your house in Chicago. Uh, Chicago activists are bashing this, and uh, uh, Howard Ray, a Chicago reparations activist, this week revived his Reconstruction Era Reparations Now a campaign for carve-outs on, uh, on income taxes for black Chicagoans. Uh, property taxes for a single-family home in Chicago range between $2,500 and $7,500 a year. A lot of blacks are moving out of the Chicago area because of crime and taxes, moving to red states and southern states, but not paying property taxes. Blacks will be able to be saved, is what they say. So, uh, yeah, you know, this is it. Isn't that amazing? You, the, the, to, and I told you to the black people in the audience, what happens? The Democrat Party, they whine and dine you. All of that, they whine and dine you, and they tell you the schools are going to get better, and you're going to get a free phone, and you're going to get all this and all that, and education's going to be awesome, and dear, 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 and guess what? The day after the election, they get up and they leave money on the dresser. Well, now they aren't leaving money on the dresser because they broke up with you and you didn't even know. You didn't even get a text, not even a phone call, nothing. The Democrat Party has moved on because you have used your usefulness. You have to understand that. Women, the only thing the Democrats view you as are a recipient of an abortion or someone who votes for candidates who support abortion. That's all you are to the Democrat Party because no party that is pro-woman would be pro-men pretending like they're women to beat the snot out of women in athletics and destroy their careers. And they talk a good game about women need to make equal pay, equal pay. Well, women do make equal pay. They just choose to do things more often that pay less, like teaching and nursing. They don't do high-rise welding, okay? They They aren't fishermen, generally, all right? They don't do the heavy lift. I mean, I'm not saying all women do. But that's just the way it is. And if it, if, the, if it were the case that women get paid 60 or, you know, 60% or 60 cents on the dollar for every man for the same work, then there would be no unemployed men in America. It's, it's nonsensical. It always has been. 
corporate America would not have a single man working for them if women could be paid 60 or 70 cents on the dollar. It's ridiculous. Okay, I'm getting a lot of call on this Deplora Bella phone call. It's the longest phone call I've had on the show, and it's the best. I'm going to play it next. How's that sound? Stick around. She gets it. Don't go anywhere. what happens when you have a weak, failing, compromised president. Venezuela, love me some biggie, by the way. Uh, Venezuela has stopped accepting flights carrying illegal immigrants who have been deported from the United States and Mexico, undermining a key deterrent in illegal immigration that has been used by the Biden administration. So we're getting B-slapped by the third world. Isn't that nice to know? Isn't that good to know? Oh, I mentioned this the other day. We're going to go to Deplorabella's phone call in a second, all right? And the only reason I'm playing it is because it was so unbelievably good. I would never play a phone call this long again because obviously it takes away from my marvelous monologues and all that. But what she said was kaboom. It's everything that I try to say every day, and I do successfully, but she did a brilliant job. And I'm not saying that she just regurgitates what I say. She's just smart, and it's a great phone call. So it's coming up in a second. This is a story that I shared the other day about every illegal who is in the state of Massachusetts gets $64 per day to eat. So a family of four gets $240 a day, and a family of six gets, what, 300 bucks a day, right? Yeah, can you imagine what you could do on that. Because right now, you, you know, what's your, what's your grocery bill? Two fifty a week now? Used to be two fifty every two weeks? Listen to this from WBZ in Boston. Hotels are collecting money from the state for three meals a day. $16 for breakfast, $17 for lunch, and $31 for dinner. That means $64 a day per person. The state's right to shelter law requires it provide families with refrigeration and basic cooking facilities. But some of the accommodations do not have those appliances, what? leaving the state to contract out for food and delivery. Oh, you meals there. Citing the emergency nature of the crisis, the state gave Spinelli Ravioli Manufacturing Company in East Boston a $10 million six-month no-bid contract to provide meals. Oh, man, I got to tell you. What an insult. There's this viral video of a, a farmer. Uh, he's, a, he's a black guy who happens to be a farmer. And, you know, farmer's a farmer. It doesn't matter. I didn't realize there used to be a million black farmers in this country, and now there are only 40,000. And he's talking about the plight of farmers, particularly black farmers, versus, I don't know, $60 billion to Ukraine. We're facing extinction today. And if we don't get some laws in place to, to help us uh, protect the oldest occupation, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, this is uh, John Boyd, by the way, president of the National Black Farmers Association. Slave really shared grabbing to to John Boyd in 2024. If we don't put some laws in place to protect us, I won't be able to pass on generational wealth to my children. Uh, so here we, here we have an administration frowning on me asking for debt relief. Uh, that they well, all you got to be is a college student who has a student loan. They would provide. But you allowing the border uh, to remain open and providing these uh, uh, people who are not U.S. citizens with resources. And uh, you can't stop farm foreclosures for uh, black and other uh, farmers. Yeah, but you don't pay off them student loans, right? 
Unbelievable. All right, here's the call. This is Deplora Bella. She called earlier today. I'm going to play it in its entirety. Pay attention. Let's go to uh, Deplora Bella in Bridgeville, Delaware. Hello, Deplora Bella. How are you? I'm well. Good. Considering, <laughs> considering the destruction of the Republic. I know. For those Americans who would like to see it restored and who would like to see restitution for the victims of political persecution, ranging from the January 6th victims of the Reichstag fire to the Trump victims of the latest iteration of the coup d'etat against him, we're going to have to think about something very important. Our founding fathers, not our founding trannies, our founding fathers, white Christian men for the most part, gave us a constitution that sets up a balance between change and continuity. They set in place processes by which liberty could be assured, government could be effective, but not overweening, not overbearing, and not oppressive. Unfortunately, from the Jacobins of the French Revolution to the Stalinists, to the Maoists, to the Castroites, to the Venezuelan Marxists, to Xi today, all of these people hate the Constitution, as does our own fifth column, because it interferes with their ability to destroy continuity and rapidly accelerate change. We no longer know what to expect from day to day because the outrages against common sense and sanity have proliferated and become so pervasive that it's impossible to recognize this country from one day to the next. We are putting up with outrageous behavior on the part of our government. President is told you cannot waive a student loans he does it anyway in contravention of the supreme court's ruling we have a government that refuses to uphold law and our sovereignty so our border is dismissed we have local politicians and lawyers waging lawfare and you mentioned a couple of the women earlier today whose melanin whose pigment functions as uh Kevlar in protecting yes. them as yes. they offend against the society. There's a cookie cutter, a mass production of Bowser, Bow Wow of D.C., Cory Bush, the squad members, Letitia James, Fonnie, Fanny, Double Wide Willis, and the rest of them, who all have a gigantic chip on their shoulder. They're chosen because they're black women. They do not like men particularly. They certainly do not like white people. And they are out to enrich themselves and build their power base. And the minute you question their corruption and ineptitude, you are hit with the charge of racism. That is soon going to become a badge of honor because it has been so overused and misused. You know, not only couldn't Jesus Christ walk freely in the Holy Land today because the Muslims would kill him, but uh, our founding fathers could not walk freely in our capital uh, without being rounded up and thrown in jail for their uh, being white supremacists or, or domestic terrorists. Here are some of the things we're putting up with. Poor um, girls in a, a basketball game, a six-foot-tall bearded player, tranny, pretending to be a woman, hurts members of his own team flings one to the ground, the girl is in agony, and he has no remorse, there is no stigma, there is no shame in using intersectionality to further your own personal agenda. Where are the referees? Where are the coaches? Where are the parents of the girls on that team? And where are the girls themselves with enough smarts to say, you know what? 
This isn't fair. We're not walking into the lion's den. We'd have to be insane. We're not playing when the game is rigged against us. Where are the people on the police forces saying, we're not being really paid properly. We're told to stand down. We are subjected to horrific offense and even assaults, and we're powerless to protect ourselves unless we want to risk going to jail. You know what? It's time to say goodbye pension and for all of them to take a walk because there is no safety. Criminality is rampant in this country because the criminals control the system, and they are using it to destroy the rest of us, and we are letting them. There are people still walking around out of doors by themselves wearing masks. They are so compliant, they are so submissive, that they invite Biden to tell us that he is a mentally competent human being. How can anyone in their right mind watch or listen to this blundering, blubbering fool, this decrepit, plagiarizing, hey, Claudine Gay, you're not alone, this president who has brought us 50 years of first white racism and now black racism, of a nexus between communists and Islamists to totally, fundamentally transform this government and this country in the words of uh, Obama's third term, and we are putting up with this insanity. When are we going to say you cannot mutilate our children without the knowledge or consent of their parents in hospitals to make money for the drug companies and the surgeons? When are we going to say you cannot teach white children in a classroom that they are oppressors, nor can you teach children of color that they are victims? You cannot do this. These are our children. When are we going to take these multi-hair-colored, multi-yokes uh, through their noses and pierced, <laughs> ugly, hideous, crazy teachers out of the classroom, confine them to insane asylums, or let them live with the homeless who are their brethren all, all over the streets of our cities, and save our children from this madness. They are being indoctrinated. This is part of the long march through the institutions, but it has accelerated. And the pace of change is so rapid that we can no longer assume that we have any rights, that due process exists, that two plus two still equals four, and that we have a right to say, no, enough of the madness. I am not going to be a party to the deconstruction of my own society. This uh, is war on uh, Western civilization. Uh, Deplora Bella, can I just tell you right now, if you are on stage at CPAC right now uh, and you just wrapped up your speech, everybody in the frickin' room would be on their feet. That was absolutely one of the best phone calls I've ever gotten. I don't know what you know, how you know it, uh, but I'm going to tell you something. You nailed every single point absolutely beautifully. You There you go. So uh, I won't uh, uh, play any more of my fawning over her because, damn, did you hear what she said? And she said it without a filter, and she said it beautiful, and she say and beautifully, and and she segued from each point absolutely brilliantly and flawlessly. That was a fine, fine phone call. And now, just because I'm going to play this, we won the last election. My campaign was perfection. They stole the vote, and we all know. 
They raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. Yeah, they do. They're not our friend. They are our foe. This is Sean Farish, by the way. We're not gonna take it. Come on. No, you're not gonna take it. And you're not gonna take it anymore. I forgot how good this was. It's really good. Hillary deleted all her emails. Oh, there was that. And Hunter Biden should be in jail. Yeah, he should. You know I am right, and they are wrong. We'll win come this November. Come on! And this crap we will remember. Yeah, we done. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Come on! But we're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. Believe me, we're not gonna take it. We created that song. Before the uh, the midterms, by the way, yeah, I think we're gonna have to bring it back and play it a lot more. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I forgot how good Sean Ferris did that thing, man. That is remarkable. By the way, uh, we have a victory in New York. A New York appeals court upheld a prior ruling that struck down a New York City council law or city law giving local voting rights to nearly nine hundred thousand foreign nationals. So illegals cannot vote in local elections in New York. Yay. Because what that was, was that was the marijuana of, uh, of getting illegals into the hard drugs of voting in national elections, too. Hey, I just came up with that. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Democrats on the 51-member New York City Council approved a plan January 2022 that gave more than 800,000 foreign nationals with green cards, visas, and work permits the opportunity to vote. In citywide elections, so long as they have resided in the city for at least 30 consecutive days. That's all you need to be. Just be in the city for 30 days. One of those Venezuelan gang members could have voted. Black New Yorkers, along with naturalized American citizens, the New York State Republican Party. Oh, my God, black New Yorkers and Republicans came together? That's almost like what I've been saying. If, if, we, if we think the country's going in the wrong direction, we can come together to save it. Who said that first? This guy. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, the black New Yorkers, Republican Party, all that came together, sued, and, uh, and uh, the, the Supreme Court declared the local law null and void on the grounds that it violates the New York State Constitution and the municipal home rule law. Public Interest uh, Legal Foundation, PILF, <laughs> President uh, Christian uh, Adams, who filed suit against Adams over uh, the law on behalf of black New York voters, said the ruling marks an important step to stop foreign interference in New York City's elections. Well, this is almost like Jim, Point, Jim Crow 2.0. No, it's not. There you go. I told you we can come together. I told you if 77% of us think the country's going in the wrong direction, we can come together to save her, and we are, and we've had enough. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Next week, we'll be introducing you to a new uh, a sponsor on the show. It's called Factor. And I had heard of Factor before. We've got uh, a friend who lives in Philadelphia who does Factor meals. They're healthy uh, you know, non-produced meals you get, and they're good. You know, like you ever seen a, a Lean Cuisine? It's like bad airline food, you know? But these are meals that are prepared that you just stick them in the microwave. They're amazing. And they've got these little factor shots. 
and and I got I'm addicted to these uh, Factor Apple Ginger Lemon Cayenne shot. It's a liquid shot, about an ounce, maybe two ounces, and and it it gives you this kind of wasabi cayenne kind of buzz. You know, you feel it in your throat, and it just I I mean it's boom. It's called a cayenne cleanse. I haven't noticed any cleanse, but I've been taking them for about a week. I, I, I like starting my day. Factor Meals is, and anyway, I'll introduce you to them. Um, it's really something cool. You know, because I do the, I do the, I'll order like, um, when, I, when I feel like not cooking, I'll order, uh, you know, these pre-made meals or these meals you, you assemble. You know, you've seen them, HelloFresh and whatnot. But this is, these are meals already done. They're called Factor, and they're unbelievably healthy. And they're done, and all you got to do is nuke them, and they don't taste like crap. They're really, 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 really good. And so you don't have to prepare anything. Okay, I think I'm going to do this real quick about, uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. Stupid, 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 people, 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 people. Just stupid, stupid. Stupid, 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 so, uh, in early February, just days after the United States launched dozens of strikes against Iranian-backed militants in retaliation for the killing of three American soldiers, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken finally found time to provide guidance to his staffers on a really, really pressing issue facing the nation. The threat of misgendering. I wish I were kidding. There will be a day when we are back in power and people like Tony Blinken will be held to account. There will be tribunals for him and, and he will uh, ultimately spend time in prison for the nonsense that has been perpetrated in the abuses and usurpations on the American people. That said... Making assumptions about another person's gender identity based on their appearance or name can be problematic and send harmful exclusionary messages, Blinken wrote in a February the 5th cable, which instructed State Department employees to avoid common terms like, ready? Are you ready for this? And, and when I say this, you're going to go, oh yeah, bring the stockade. Terms like mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife. National Review recently obtained the text of the cable, confirmed its authenticity. The cable also instructs staffers to use gender-neutral language whenever possible. Problematic terms like manpower. Uh, you guys. You guys. Remember Electric Company? Hey, you guys! Yeah, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, mother, father, son, daughter. Husband, wife should be avoided. Better to use terms like labor force, everyone, folks, you all, parent, child, spouse, and partner. Are you out of your freaking mind? We live in a, in a world that wants to uh, kill you, take your property, enslave your children. We really do. We really, really do. And those people are coming across the southern border. And Tony Blinken, who is an abject failure, wants to focus on things like saying the word mom or dad is bad. Stupid, 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 people, 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 I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm not pushing a nap. But join me tonight. Just remember it. Maybe before you go to bed or before you watch late night or whatever. 10 o'clock Eastern or Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. That's when I pray for our country. I just want to tell you that. Because we're going to get through this. we got to do the tribulations before we can get to the enlightenment. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. That is going to do it for the show. If you want to hear the show again in the form of a podcast, including Deplorabella's phone call, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. Have a glorious day. God bless you, America, Israel, 
Uh, pray tonight at 10 o'clock Central, okay? And I'll see you tomorrow, which is Friday. Don't catch the stupid in the meantime.